Thank you all so much for choosing to listen to this week's episode. I'd like to give a huge shout out to our patrons, Gotti Man and James. If you also would like to support the show, please consider checking out our Patreon or Coffee. He's like the most, like the least important character in the entire show, and he's just a piece of shit. Dude, I love him though. He just shows up, goes hoo ha, and dips. <laughs> Gets into some shenanigans, whatever. <laughs> he dips. round it's time for the hashtag best worst anime podcast opener hit the theme music hello and welcome to a very different episode of talking anime today uh, you might be wondering, why am I, why is Sky doing the uh, the intro today? Well, that is because Mitch has some stuff going on and he's not able to join us today. But that's okay, because I got somebody else for, for this episode. Uh, today I'm joined by Earthworm from the Anime Brothers podcast. Uh, how's it going? Good. Luckily, I have nothing going on, so here we are. <laughs> no, um, when you asked me, I was like, yeah, dude, of course. I, I literally, I, I don't do much nowadays on account of global pandemic and i i work like right in the middle of the day so um and i've never been like a partier or well ever since i was 18 but i never like went out to the bars i don't like the nightlife so i just kind of come home and, and play video games and watch anime so this is a nice change of pace it's gonna make me feel productive for once hell yeah yeah thanks for coming on so um I mean, I, I normally we ask the guests to like introduce themselves, but I think at this point you've been on what is this your is this your third time on the podcast? This will technically be my fourth. Um, so there's one thing I'm beating JD on. Ah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, because we came on ooh, first. Because are you guys still doing the seasonal format, or have you kind of moved on and gone to more of a weekly thing? Um, what do you mean exactly? Explain a little bit. So, so I, I remember Mitch, um, when it was just his solo show, he was doing, uh, he took a break for a little while, as in, like, he, he just did, uh, he was doing kind of just seasonally. Like, he'd put out, I think he put out, like, 10 or 12 episodes, and then he took a couple weeks break. Oh, yeah. Um, either way, we were on for the, the first season of Talking Anime. I don't remember what we talked about for that specifically. But yeah, then we came on again to talk about overpowered characters, I believe, and then we came on uh, for the Akira episode, which was our mm. first episode with you as a host as well. So it's your fourth one then. Damn, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And um, again, JD, I'm sure would have loved to be here, but um, my man's, um, he, he works early in the morning. Boy gets up at like 2 a.m. So uh, he's probably sleeping as we speak or getting ready to. So uh, everybody say goodnight to JD. 
<laughs> yeah, he's working the real man hours. Jeez, dude. Yeah, it's something. It's something. So um, I'm kind of running solo today. This is weird. This is my first guest spot without JD. So I'm I'm interested to see how I'm gonna do. Yeah, I think this is the first time that I've done a podcast episode with somebody else uh, who's not Mitch. So we're 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 both trying something new. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Hell yeah, dude. I'm interested. I mean, we we get along well though. We've been doing game night for geez, like six or seven months now. Yeah, wait, when, uh, when we shoot did the we shit first, almost every Friday. When did we first do the game night? That was like October. I think it was no, October. No, it was well it was well before October, I think. Was it? Maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. It was October, because I think I was on vacation when I proposed the idea. I was like, yo, y'all wanna y'all wanna do a game night? And we were like, hell yeah. So then uh, pretty much ever since then it's been about every single Friday. Yeah, well, I'd like to thank Among Us for bringing our Discord a little bit closer. And then, while we play, oh, ripping yeah. us further and further away. Oh my goodness, there's there's a lot of yelling and violence. It's great. <laughs> it's weird, because like, as a, as a functioning adult, you learn to not lie to people, unless you're just like a narcissist or something. You learn that honesty is better, usually. And then, you know, people who are good, honest people in real life in Among Us will be, will be lying their ass off. Just like, no, man, no, I, no, you did not fucking see me there. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, we, we talked a little bit about um, Among Us just now. Um, any video games you've been playing recently? I, I like to I like to ask this question because we always talk about anime, but video games are usually in the same level of enjoyment there. It's it's the same kind of nerd, nerd culture all kind of shares an umbrella. I talked about it in one of our recent episodes on the Anime Brothers it's, they all kind of, for a while, if you were nerdy about one thing, you were probably nerdy about most things, or you had a, an insight into nerd culture. But as far as me playing video games, I uh, purchased Pokemon Snap recently, so I've been playing that here and there. At, um, I'll be honest, it probably wasn't worth the $60, Is but it boring? at the I same feel time... Like it's probably boring. I wouldn't say it's boring. Uh, it's definitely a game that is hard to binge. You know, I can't play it for six, seven hours at a time. But it's nice, especially when I'm editing the podcast, because it's I really just have to listen to the podcast most of the time and then, like, you know, cut out uh, an, an egregious cough or a bunch of dead space or, or what have you. It's minor, minor details for the most part after I've done thrown all the effects on. So it's nice to have something to do to, to stimulate me. And Pokemon Snap's almost perfect. The rail shooter, not a whole lot of thought behind it. You're just taking pictures of Pokemon. Oh, I bumped the mic. You press pause and then and then you go fix the thing on the recording. So that's been super helpful. Hell yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot about it. Most of the, most of it is people are saying that it's just more boring than it needs to be. I I can't be bothered to pay sixty dollars for it, even though I think it I think it looks beautiful. I mean, well, I don't know why the mainline Pokemon games can't can't look like Snap does when it comes to the rendering of the Pokemon and everything, but uh. Oh, I don't know. That that's that's a great mystery, but on yeah, it does it just for the visuals alone. It's really it's really outstanding and it's kind of nice to be able to see Pokémon like interact with each other and and be Pokémon out in the wild, kind of like what Sword and Shield wanted to do but didn't end up accomplishing cuz they just kind of, you know, stood around in the grass and then ran at you. <laughs> at, le- at least in Snap the Pokémon don't just kind of like pop out of nowhere when you get a little bit too close at least they're just always there that's that's one yeah. bonus of it being a, a, a rail shooter because you just you're stuck there so everything that happens is set in stone it's not 
there's not going to be any weird physics that kind of go out of control. Well, even then, I mean, I wouldn't say it's even that set in stone because they did a good job and like you can interact with the Pokemon to a certain extent. Like, granted, you can't like completely change their movement or their track or whatever, but you can throw apples at them. You can throw these like Illumina orbs, which make them glow. And sometimes they'll do special things when you do that. Sometimes they'll just act like they got hit with a thing and stop and kind of brush themselves off. So I, I think it's promising, honestly, as someone who enjoys the Pokemon franchise, but ended up being let down by the newest mainline games. I think it's promising if they can find a way to take this and make it and, in, I don't know, introduce some of these elements into the mainline Pokemon game. I think it's going to make it that much better. Yeah, we can only hope. I mean, there, there's been a couple Pokemon announcements recently, but none of them have me too excited necessarily. No, Arceus, dude, or Ar- Arceus, however you want to pronounce it, that's got me intrigued. I have no interest in the Diamond and Pearl remakes. I, I missed <laughs> that generation. Uh, I never played it. And the fact that they are straight up remakes and they're not doing like a Let's Go where they straight like bring the new generation style mm-hmm. into the old game. Like, I, I don't want to run through tall grass and be surprised by Pokemon anymore. I'm over it. As a 26 year old man, I'm declaring that that gameplay is rubbish. We did it because we had to. We don't have to anymore. Yeah, I agree. There are some games that come out these days that can do random encounters okay, but for the most part, I try to stay away from it. It's not not really enjoyable to like just want to get to a place that you're trying to go and have to be surprised a thousand times on the way there by the same enemy you fought twelve times. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can. I have one thing I can say about the newer games is I've caught so many more Pokemon than I ever have in any of the other games, sheerly because of that, because I know which Pokemon I'm going after. I can kind of get excited about it before I catch them rather than, oh, God, it's another Zubat. I don't care if there's like a 1% chance I'll find something cool here. I just don't care anymore. Oh, for real. So, yeah, that was the thing about the older games. There's like a small percentage of a chance that you can find this one Pokemon you want and you have to interact with the same damn freaking Zubats over and over again. Ugh, fuck that. No, thank you. No, I think, like I said, as a as a culture, as a community, we have to stand up and say no more. We're over it. So, yeah, anyways, um, I'm not necessarily known these days for doing a lot of anime watching, which is very unfortunate, but you seem to be pretty consistent about anime watching. Have you, uh, have you been watching anything recently? Uh, I, I have, actually. You'll be happy to hear. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm quite as consistent as I make it sound. Uh, I Make no mistake, there are times where I'll go a week or two without watching an episode, and then I'll just straight up binge the series or the 12 episodes of the season to get it done for this show. So uh, consistently inconsistent. But I've been wa- watching Horamiya. I think I'm up to episode 9? Oh, hell take? yeah. I definitely didn't harass you about it for like three months or anything. No, um, honestly, I'd, I, I'd like to say it's because of you. And that that's why one of the reasons why I thought about it. But also it was the only one available on my streaming <laughs> services that are that are easily available to me. Because Wonder Egg's only on Funimation, and I use the Funimation that I that I have sparingly. Uh, and what else did I want to watch? Bottoms here, Umazaki Kun sounded pretty cool, but that was also on Funimation. Also, they're all and on the Funimation, fact, dude. Funimation gets I know. all the seasonals these days, <laughs> dude. It's crazy. And like like I said, I I have thanks to uh, one of our Discord members, Hobo Heart. I have 
the ability to watch Funimation. I just try to use it sparingly because, you know, I, I don't want to abuse my power. So Horamiya was on um on Hulu. I'm like, all right, dude, let's do it. And I like it. It, it hasn't blown me away. It really, I can't say it's done anything special, but I think it's done everything B+. You know what I mean? Like, really good. And it has the potential to do something absolutely amazing. But I like the characters. I like the characters a lot. I like um, Miyamura because he's this soft-spoken, po- soft like, emo-looking boy. So I can relate to that. <laughs> and uh, Hori is, I think she's waifu material. No lie, dude. Yeah. I mean, as it goes along, I kind of feared a little bit for my taste in, in, in girls after Hori starts showing a little bit more of her personality. But she's still she's still great. I love her. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by that? I don't know how far you. I don't girls. know exactly. You said you're nine episodes in. Yeah. See. Okay. So I've been watching that, and I've been watching Assassination Classroom, and because mm-hmm. they're both set in a school, I I often see myself like getting the scenes of the shows confused. <laughs> Even though like I was watching Ass Class different. the other day. <laughs> Dude, they're they're completely different, but for some reason, it's just the school uniforms. I think are very similar. <laughs> You're so like, I was watching that class when the Kuro other day. Sensei told Hori, "Wait, no, that's not. That's not right." <laughs> no, dude, I was watching ass class, and I'm like, "Where's the tall, purple-haired guy?" Fuck, never mind. <laughs> Wrong show. All right, that's Horimiya. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess that's understandable to a certain extent, but I've just been watching them in the weirdest way. I'll like binge like four episodes of Horimiya one day. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm feeling uh, something a little more action-y. And then I'm like, yeah, I still got Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, which I started and haven't really picked up since. Oh, it, it's a, it's rough, man. Yeah, I, I can't really get my mind around the idea of, like, watching different shows at once. Unless it's, like, seasonals. Uh, without Other than seasonals, I really don't watch multiple shows at the same time. I'll pretty much just like pick one and watch it until I either finish or get tired of it and then move on to something else. That's how I usually do it. But I've just been having this this feeling where I haven't been... I haven't really known what kind of mood I'm in as far as media consumption, mm-hmm. uh, which is evident by my YouTube history because half of it is UFC fights and the other half is like video game um, quirky things. Just like top ten things... You didn't know about fighting games or weird <laughs> shit like that. So some days I'm feeling a little more action. And other days I'm like, I just, I want to see people be people in high school and be in love. And it's fucking adorable. Oh, it's so cute, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're finally watching Hori Mia. Uh, my track record for actually getting people to watch it. It's not super great. <laughs> I might've talked about it a lot, but it didn't, it didn't convince people to actually watch it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was going to say, you did lay it on a little thick. That was um, probably, it, yeah, that was probably it. Probably was a little bit too too hard about it. Yeah, I think you realized you're, you're misdoing, though, because um, about halfway through uh, the airing, you, you had definitely toned it down a lot, and any, you would just wait until someone else brought it up. But uh, <laughs> first few episodes, man, you, you were definitely, t- you were holding that banner running through the enemy army. Yeah, like the watch this fucking show. (laughs) Every single server (laughs) I was in, I was like, "Yo, y'all gotta watch this shit." Relentless. Mm. I mean, it did work though. It did work a little bit. Probably set expectations a little bit too high. However, maybe that was maybe that was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, that that's um. Speaking of our topic of the day, that's why JD won't watch Black Clover because I really really hyped it up, and I happened to mention that it takes the skeleton (laughs) of Naruto. 
And um, after he heard me overhyping it and that it takes Skeleton of Naruto, he was like, nah, He's fuck like, nah, that shit. show. <laughs> Which garbage. is fair, I guess. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's understandable. There's there's really a weird balance where you have to, because you want to praise the shows that you like, because if you don't, people aren't going to watch them. So you got to like make it clear that it's good and that you really enjoy it. But there's a weird balance that you have to find of saying that it's good and not claiming that it's better than it actually is because then it will either make people not want to watch it or when they finally do they're gonna be like yeah you you're wrong now you (laughs) you said this was way better than it is and then they're they're kind of a little bit let down by it so it's it's a weird balance that you got to find yeah man i think um know your audience is definitely a helpful one um if you know somebody who's really liked the gundam series or something of the sorts and like me we're awestruck by gurren lagan maybe that's a good person to get a little hyped about it but if you you have this shoujo friend and you watched Gurren Lagann and you're like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever, <laughs> you need to watch it. Probably not the best idea. I mean, you can still tell them to watch it. Just try to – you have to try to understand that it's not going to be their thing and to set their expectations low. That's what I've, that's what I've learned. you got to sometimes maybe not claim something is as good as you even think it is yourself just so that they're, they're not going to hate it as much as they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, so you've been watching anything else, or is it mostly just uh, what you mentioned? Hori Mia and Ass Class, um, that's pretty much what I've been chipping away at. I've been, I've pl- been playing uh, the one video game I didn't mention, is, but I'm still playing. If you listen to our show, you know, but I'm, I'm still playing UFC. I just like to beat the shit out of grown men. And, well, I'm, I'm kind of a skinny boy, and I don't like confrontation, <laughs> so I don't want to do that in real life. Oh, I feel that. Yeah, so I've been, I've actually not watched anything. That's not true. I watched one thing. Other than, I've been watching all of the seasonals, but you haven't, you probably haven't seen any of the seasonals, so it's not like I can talk too much about those. Fair, yeah, no, I definitely don't, um, I don't hop on the seasonals until, uh, until there's some to watch, because, uh, there's nothing worse than, like, getting really hyped about a show and just having one episode to watch. Yeah, like, fuck this. I know. That's what I did with Hori Mia. That was, that was <laughs> not a fun experience. Oh, my goodness. You can imagine watching Hori Mia that if you're really into it, it's not fun to watch weekly. Because <laughs> you got to no, wait. dude. It hits you with those like... romance cliffhangers at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're, like, legitimately hyped to watch uh, Slice of Life romance style uh and it is weekly then that that's rough it's it's okay if it's like all right this is my relaxation show i just watched uh my battle shonen and my fucking deep drama with dead people and and now this is my show to just chill to i can see that being a nice change but you you're the hopeless romantic you're sitting at (laughs) you're just losing your mind Oh, it was, it was awful because I just I just want to see this this couple just so so adorably just in love with each other. And then I had to wait a whole week for like how long it was 12 episodes for like freaking three months. Ugh, no, thank you. No, it was awful. Uh, and I'm sitting here like have all the episodes available and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. <laughs> I will watch it at my own pace. Ugh, Peasants. <laughs> And so I will I will mention one of the seasonals that I waited too long to get on this week. I mean this uh this season is uh it's called Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. And I want to mention this because I you I think you'll probably enjoy it. Because specifically because it is from the author of Re Zero and adapted by Studio Wit. So Interesting. Th- that pretty much that's all I really need to say. Like you know you know okay. what's good. 
Now, I think um, my guy was telling me about that. I have to. I have to put a caveat here. There is some time travel involved. So, okay. Yeah, he might, definitely told me about that. <laughs> it might it might bother you a little bit because I know you don't like time travel. However, it is it is by the author of ReZero, so I think if anyone Fair. knows how to do an anime with time travel, it's him. Because I think I might have to refine well. my I don't like time travel to I don't like the butterfly effect. Because I have found some time travel cool in certain ways. Erased ReZero, I thought it was done really well. But there was none of that, like, you know, step on a butterfly. If you forget to to cross the street in the same way, then World War Three happens. I hate that shit. But Erased really did touch quite a bit on the butterfly effect, didn't it? But it was more so, like, literally saving a person's life rather than... um. Because it's like when it in if it was like a real butterfly effect style, then he would have like sorry spoilers for a race real quick <laughs> spoilers for a uh, race. he would have he would have saved the little girl's life and then like the entire world government yeah, would have changed. <laughs> would have turned you know what like I mean? Post apocalyptic setting. Yeah, that's some yeah. It would have been happens. Mad Max, and it's like, well, how did we get here? And I just I hate that stuff. It's I don't know, man. Again, I, I think I said it on Otaku Host Club, but it's really Dragon Ball Z and what they did with the whole Future Trunks thing going into Super that I was like, I, I'm just done. I, I got really jaded. Is that what is that what ruined you for the butterfly effect or was it just that's what, uh, something that's else? That's what started it. I was okay with time travel. You know, I, I thought original Future Trunks was okay. It was convoluted, but it was fine. And then they were just like, you know, they brought him back and they're like, well, these actions made this thing happen. Oh, hoo hoo. I was like, all right, can we just find a stopping point? Can we find a point where it's like, hey, these actions went to nothing. Yay, we, we did it. We won. That's all I wanted. Yeah, then you should probably watch uh, Tokyo Avengers, which is also another seasonal. From, I, I have plans for, to watch Tokyo Avengers. I figured. I just, I just thought I'd mention it because, you know, what's funny to me is cause it very much is like erased at least the beginning of erased but what's funny is to me i never even thought about it that way i watched some like first impressions after i watched the first couple episodes of tokyo revengers and everyone was like yeah it's it's just like erased i'm like oh i guess i guess i guess it kind of is like erased even even though it didn't even <laughs> stick out to me like that i was just i was just trying to enjoy it for what it was i'm like oh yeah you're right <laughs> it's the premise fair. of erased yeah fair fair but uh, yeah, um, those are really uh, just just two seasonals that I wanted to mention. I don't think there's anything else worth talking about right now. Me and Mitch were gonna do a first impressions, but at this point, we probably should just wait for <laughs> wait for the season to be done because already like freaking Vivi's already got eight episodes out, so we may as oh, well damn. just wait for the season to end before really talking about them at this point. Yeah, I know we uh, we don't fuck around with first impressions. We just kind of pick some, watch them, and then review them at the end. We could, but I don't know. It's just yeah, it's really difficult to to get it out in time because you really have to watch the shows you're going to talk about for like the first like four episodes, like as soon as they're out and then immediately get it out at that point. If because if you wait too long, then there's not really a point in even even doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the way we look at it, too, is there's a lot of other podcasts. You guys are trying to do it. Um, There's a lot of other podcasts that are doing first impressions. It's like, you know what? Do you want to know what to watch? Check them out if you want to talk about what you just watched. I think that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. As long as you actually watch, <laughs> as long as you actually watch the shows and talk about them. 
truth, truth. Like it's you know, they're sort of seasonals for a reason. We we don't get them all, but there you go. We get a couple. <laughs> as long as you get the ones that count, that that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, we try. Um, it's definitely hard when there's sequels of stuff that we watch because it's like, well, we got to watch those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm getting around. I'm getting around to the winter originals. Um, or the winter, like first seasons mm-hmm. or whatever. We're working on them. Yeah, I mean, a plus that you guys have for only picking just a couple of the seasonals and watching them is it lets you continue to watch other stuff. Because I noticed during last season, because I was watching so many of the seasonals, and especially this season, I don't have time to to watch anything else. Like, I, I really have not been watching any shows from previous years that I've never seen just because I'm so focused on trying to keep up with the seasonals. It's I need to, I need to find a solution for this. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, um, we're not opposed to the grind that is watching anime, but we also don't want to burn ourselves out. Um, that's for sure. And even mm-hmm. everybody knows, even if you're passionate about something, if you go absolute balls to the walls with it, it can happen. Um, and, you know, JD is a busy guy. I have a lot of other ridiculous interests, so I like to indulge those. Keeps me fresh. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, well, I don't think we have any fan questions uh, for this week, so we may as well just uh, jump right on into the uh, to the topic. As you mentioned earlier, we are discussing Black Clover. Uh, Earthworm, you gonna give us a synopsis of the show? Okay. Um. So the show starts out. Uh, the literal first scene is it's talking about this giant ass demon who was apparently threatening the world, like most giant demons do, and uh, this one heroic figure the first Wizard King, as he is dubbed, uh, he pretty much mercs this bastard out with a couple of light swords. Flash to our main character, uh, Asta and his, I guess, I guess you'd call him his brother, Yuno. There are a couple of orphan boys. Yuno is absolutely skilled in magic, while Asta has no magic, and in this world, um, it's even more than, like, My Hero, where 80% of people have quirks. Like, everybody in Black Clover can use magic. He is such an anomaly that he's just... It's weird. It's like a one in a billion thing. So, and uh, their goal is to become Wizard King. Uh, tell me if any of this sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it pretty much just follows Asta throughout his journey. I mean, it definitely uh, there's a lot of characters in it, like most most battle shonens have a plethora of characters. But Asta is definitely the driving force behind this, and uh, it follows his journey through the Magic Knights and all his wacky shenanigans. Hmm. Yeah, it's basically Naruto with the uh, elemental magic system instead of <laughs> instead of chakra, more or less. Yeah, it's Harry Potter plus Naruto equals Black Clover. Wait, Harry Potter? Why is it? I, I've not actually seen or read Harry Potter, so I don't. It's I don't like really... witches and wizards and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, Black Clover. It's. It's it's interesting because so, so I guess I'll start us off with um, essentially the cast. I think that's the best part of the show. Uh, sure, there's a shonen battle power system and everything, and that's that's all fine and dandy. But what really carries the show is how fantastic the uh, the cast is uh, in the Black Bulls. Oh, they're all they're all fantastic characters, and like. Every, pretty much every shonen has its uh, filler episodes, and Black Clover does have those, but the funny thing about it is none of them are bad. 
It doesn't matter what they're doing if they're going to the freaking go, going out on like a triple date or anything. It doesn't matter what they're doing. These little filler episodes, because of the characters that that we already know and love, they just become okay. I'm okay with taking a little bit of a break from the from the action just to see these characters fuck around and just have a good time. So I, I always I always enjoy the filler as opposed to like Naruto. Yeah, I feel that, dude. The uh, cool thing about Black Clover to me, as far as the characters go, is uh, I'm a guy who doesn't like stereotypical, like, character tropes, character... I don't want to say designs, but, you know, that... Okay, I I liken it to... And I know you liked this show a bit, but Akudama Drive, I dropped that show. I ended up dropping that. I dropped it, too. (laughs) Okay, fair. Um, But one of the biggest reasons was uh, the characters were all too, I guess, cliché. It's like Brawler. You take one look at him and you you know that he's a brawler. He's a brute. And I know some people enjoy that, uh, but I I don't. I, I don't like be I don't like things being that obvious, you know what I mean? It's like courier. He's the one, you know, who's always on his motorcycle and doctors, well the doctor. It's like, okay, come on. Can we have a little can we be a little bit more original? I mean, they did try like to break black... it down. I, I did notice that they tried to make these characters just a little, like, you know what? I, it's hard to describe because they are very much like, there is a reason they don't have names because their whole identity is what they are called. So that's kind of the, the point of it. But they did try Fair. to break it down a little bit and have these characters be not exactly what what they seem on the surface. But they with the, with the run of the show, at least from what I've seen, they didn't really have the time to properly do that. And it ended up feeling yeah. a little stale. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. But um, this is not the Akudama Drive review. <laughs> what, what I was getting at is... Uh, Black Clover has characters very similar like that. So Magma is the the delinquent. He has, you know, he I, I he's really just your stereotypical fucking delinquent. He's loud, he curses, he's brash, he has a fucking motorcycle that is a broom or something. It's like a modified witch's broom that is a motorcycle that he rides around. He uses fire attacks. You have um, Vanessa, who is the, uh, I guess you would say, like, the, the promiscuous one, the, the quote-unquote slutty one, if you will. Um, what the hell? Gordon, the creepy one who doesn't talk a lot. You have the the happy-go-lucky killer, like Luck. And all of these things you've seen in a billion different anime. And even when I first started watching it, I, I'll admit, the only reason I kept watching it was because my partner was super into it. She, she's really into, like, uh, pagan culture and Wiccan stuff. So she she drew that parallel and she kind of kept me watching. And at first I was like, these characters are dumb. They're tropey. They they're all. Oh, yeah, I can already tell who they are. And, at, you know, as you keep watching the show, it does an amazing job of writing actual. I, I guess it, to keep hitting on the nose here, writing actual character into these people, you know, they're they feel like real people with real goals and desires and. And legitimate reasons why, you know, Vanessa is the promiscuous one and and why um, why Magma is a delinquent. Like you kind of see where these people are coming from and it makes sense. It's well done. It's well written. Yeah, it's it's a little weird because none of these characters are realistic, but it does such a good job at making them feel real in the sense that like you like you said you understand them you understand why they're these ways and also just the chemistry man the chemistry of all of these characters is just 
it's just so fun. A lot of shows will have, sure, great characters, interesting character ideas and designs, but if the chemistry's not there, then it just kind of just kind of lacking. I'll say My Hero Academia. Uh, I love My Hero, as as I'm sure everyone knows at this point, and I love some of the characters, but the problem with My Hero is that the characters that don't get the spotlight are really lacking in the chemistry with the others. Like, pretty much you see, I don't know, like, sure, Mineta and Kaminari are a good example. They're, you often see them together. They, they're they the pervy ones that always do, do their shit, you know? But you never see them interacting with either each other or any other characters and have fun watching it because the chemistry has just is just not written well into the story. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Uh, I feel like my hero kind of forces uh, its characters into being friends, whereas Black Clover, you more feel like it feels real. It, it, you can see why they're going out of their way to, where they're risking their lives for Asta and such, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it definitely probably helps makes that sense. it's just a band of misfits, too. That that is that is pretty cool too. I mean, I think everybody, most people like the uh, the underdog story, the Motley crew that gets together and just and becomes the best. I mean, that's it's like all the goddamn sports movies back in the '90s. You know, remember the Titans or whatever. Sky, you might not know what I'm talking about, but it's it's the <laughs> no, I know what it high... is. I don't I don't like it, <laughs> but I know what it is. Yeah, it's the shitty high school team who goes and and beats the best team in the nation. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. Everybody loves it. Everybody except for me, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get into sports, man. It's not my thing. It's so, honestly, like probably most of the community and the audience that we that we both share and and talk to also can't get into sports. So I think I'm the outlier here. So it's cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about the the black bulls and something that I really like uh, about the uh, the like we were talking about with the chemistry. It lends itself to some of the most creative shonen fights that I've that I've seen, which is really really cool. Because shonen fights can be awesome, but sometimes it's more cool to have characters bouncing off of each other with their unique abilities to get a fight done than just. I don't know, Deku flying through the sky, blasting people with his 1 million percent superpowers. And yeah. I want to discuss a little bit about the the fight with the freaking lion dude. I don't remember what his name is, but okay, that's under, one fight that really, fight. really stood out um, as like that. That's when you knew Black Clover was seriously doing something oh, that, yeah. that needed recognition. I think that's probably it's one of my favorite shonen fights. Probably it is Vanessa and Asta and wait, what's the other guy's name? Finral. Finral, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's so interesting. So I guess we should describe their uh, their abilities because it's a magic power system. So Finral's got a like a teleportation, kind of like the game Portal, where you can open little little portals and send people through them. Asta's got his anti magic swords, and he's just <laughs> buff, loud, obnoxious guy. And Vanessa, buff, loud, what, obnoxious like... guy. I love it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. It's great. And Vanessa, wait, what is? She's got like thread. She like manipulates yeah, people's clothing. Uh, yeah, thread magic or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy, there's a situation in Black Clover. I think it was around episode fifty or so. Where sounds about right. They're in this like underground temple esque thing, and this uh 
really strong, like lion looking looking guy comes in and just starts <laughs> shredding people up, just annihilating literally everybody. And Asta, Vanessa, and Fenrir decide to to team up because it's their only chance they have at actually at actually beating this guy. And the fight is so intense because basically Fenrir's got his portals. And Asta's just there trying to just wail on this guy as much as possible with his anti-magic swords. And the whole fight is basically this guy getting really pissed off because Vanessa, and each single time that Asta makes a makes a swing, just like yeets him backwards right through Finral's portal and back to safety. And it kind of goes on like that for, what, some whole episode? And it only works because they all had full trust in each other, knowing that they would do exactly what they needed to do in order to keep all of them safe in this situation, in the fight. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so good. Yeah, dude, like, because none of these people even... If you're just looking like like straight power level style, uh, none of these none of these black bulls, Vanessa, Fenrir, Asta, they had no business even all combined do the fusion dance. I don't care. They had no earthly business beating this lion ass motherfucker, and I do mean lion, as in the beast. Um, but yeah, with the creative and though not re- I don't want to say realistic, but like it doesn't take a whole lot of anime logic to see how that can work. Anybody who's ever done a combo in a video game uh, with another player understands like these things are, this is how you do this stuff. It seemed legitimate. And it wasn't just like it did. What what am I trying to say? Like it didn't feel like, I I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just rambling here. (laughs) My, my brain just burnt out. No, I mean it, it. It's really just, you know, it's it's a cool fight. It's a a lot of shonen fights, like I was mentioning earlier, just end up being just big guy punches another big strong guy, and whoever's whoever's stronger, whoever has the biggest punch comes out on top. And True. even though tech, and what's also so impressive about this fight is they lost. They didn't win, but that doesn't take anything away from that. They held this guy off for so long when, like you mentioned, none of them could win. Asta alone, he would have been annihilated in like three hits without his friends there to back him up. So they did end up losing this fight. But them holding this guy off with such an impressive strategy for so long gave the absolute Chad of Yami the chance to finally show up there so that he could clap them in order to save you know the rest of the Black Bulls the people that he has essentially sworn to protect being their boss and even though they lost that doesn't that does not make the fight any less impressive it's one of my favorite fights honestly it's great dude you're not lying and even it's not like we've never seen strategy and shonen battle anime before I mean going back as far as Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Yu Yu Hakusho you saw plenty of strategy be employed, and even in Hunter Hunter, you saw a decent amount of team strategy be employed, but it was very situational. Black Clover continues to double down on that, you know, teamwork makes the dream work thing. It, it, this isn't the only fight, this is the best example of it, but this isn't the only fight in which two completely separate powers end up becoming a a really, really good team in a mildly realistic way especially um when they introduce zora i think he's extremely helpful uh with that expose of of team-based attacks because he's got trap magic right 
Yeah, he's the one with the, I think he calls it ash magic, but it essentially boils down to traps. And with him being in the mix, it definitely, it adds, I, I think it's just, it, it's another character that adds a really good expose on what Black Clover's trying to do. Show that, you know, it's an emotional anime and it has a lot, um, it talks a lot about like leaning on your friends and stuff and leaning on the people that care about you. But then it shows that through its battling. It's not just saying that and then the main character with the power of friendship punches the guy. No, it's it's really like legitimately leaning on your friends. 100 physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of emotional, uh, I get I get very emotional watching Black Clover. Uh, yeah. Specifically, uh, there's a lot of different areas in which I get emotional, and one of the emotions that I get is really, really fucking pissed off whenever the nobles are pretty much on the screen at all. Any noble. Yeah. Oh man, this show does a really good job at making you hate noble society. Holy shit, dude. Dude, no doubt. And I think it it sometimes it lays it on a little strong, but it gets the point across. It's definitely talking about like, you know, the difference in classes is as far as like um I guess I guess it would really boil down to financials or whatever, but it's it's more set in a medieval time, so it has a lot to do with family ties, but and it, magic, it, it, I think, right? What's like that? The, it doesn't it also have to do with like the magic that you have. Like if you if your magic is like more refined or impressive, you're more likely to be higher up. I think it helps. It definitely does. But you need to come from a noble family because um, Zora, mm-hmm. for example, his magic is absolutely outstanding. I mean, he he definitely he rivals any magic user in the Magic Knights. But he's not. He's looked at as a quote unquote dirty peasant because he's from a non-noble family essentially because he's poor and i think black clover does a good job at being like you know again it lays it on a little thick sometimes but it's like you know don't just because you have things stuff food money whatever doesn't mean you're fucking better than the people who do not have these things and time and time again suck (laughs) like time and time again with asta with zora with so many characters that should not do shit in this universe according to these nobles and whatnot they just continuously prove them wrong, and that's, I mean, that's just fun to watch, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, it really does a good job at, like, breaking breaking it down. Like, at the very beginning, when you first, like, see Asta and, you know, the crew getting introduced to these nobles in this noble setting, uh, it's, oh, it's brutal. It Like you said, it lays it on thick. You really feel how deeply there is a hatred with most of these nobles towards anyone that they see as beneath them. You really feel that. But as the show goes along, it slowly gets broken down with different characters, like from noble ties, slowly becoming more like, whether that be like in love with Asada or caring for Yuno or just different things. Just overall, it slowly gets broken down as more and more characters start having their eyes opened and becoming just friends with these people that really aren't that bad, even though they're poor, poor losers from the boonies. And it's, it's really cool to see that. Cause a lot of times when the shows, when a show decides to, uh, to do this type of thing, they don't really end up breaking it down. It either comes crumbling down into pieces or it just stays like that the whole way through. Yeah. And though it does, you know, a lot of characters get their eyes opened up. There hasn't been, at least to where I've seen, I've watched, well, 120 something episodes in i stopped at the end of an arc and i just haven't picked it back up since but um there's not like this one moment where the mc coon says you know 
I'm just as good as all of you. And then, the you know, the whole village is on looking and they're like, you know what? He's right. And everybody claps. No, it's it's very situational. The, the stuck up noble has to be there and has have his life saved or just see the pure brilliance of someone like, you know, using magic. And it changes their mind. The entire society still stays stays the same. But it's more of a changing individual minds because you're never, you know, getting on a soapbox and declaring that something's wrong usually doesn't work. But, you know, going out and proving, enacting that that these things are wrong and, and proving somebody, it, it, it it's way more effective. Mm, yeah, and I want to talk about Asta because... Asta leads really well into this because he thinks everyone is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not in the whole, like, oh, I'm a loser, humble kind of way. Like, if someone does something cool, Asta is going to be sure to tell him. He's going to be like, wow, you're so amazing. But if someone yeah. is being a total piece of shit, he's not going to be like, yeah, I know. I deserve it. I I'm, I, I suck. He's going to be like, no, you're, you're an asshole. He's going to stand up at him and be like, just because you're so darn cool doesn't mean you can treat people like this. And it's oh, it's yeah. re it's really great to see to see him both be be humble but not completely just like destroying himself in the process he's gonna tell everyone what they need to hear when they need to hear it yeah he's one of the most honest true characters in the show in a show where everybody is just trying to be better than somebody else asta just wants to be himself i mean he's never wanted magic for for anything but to be able to use it to just kind of be like everybody i don't know if he wants to be like everybody else maybe it's just like he wants to be the wizard king so bad and he knows magic will help him out but he, he's one of the only genuine characters in the show and it's it's very needed oh yeah we haven't talked about the wizard king yet <laughs> the wizard king's a straight pimp like <laughs> julius is dope dude he's great yeah th that's the thing we were talking about the black bulls and there's some great characters in the black bulls but there's also characters outside of that that aren't like there there's some nobles like the wizard king he's like freaking like the the dopest dude <laughs> he's the biggest ever. nerd i love it <laughs> he's so great i love how like half the time you see a character that's like seems a little bit out of place or getting a little bit too much screen time you're like something's going on and then like at the end of the episode you just see them poof into julius you're like oh that's <laughs> That makes sense. No wonder they were getting so much screen time because it was Julius. Of course it was. Yep. <laughs> I think the first time you see that, some old lady gets like totally robbed and then there's some weird like chase sequence of like getting the stuff back. And then at the very end, he like poofs back into Julius and you're just like, the Wizard King was the old lady who got robbed? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? It's, it's, yeah, it's he's a straight great. goofball, man. I love it. He definitely... Uh... He's a much needed thing. He's a much needed addition to the society of people with sticks up their asses. Somebody who just is a nerd about magic. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think it does a lot at like helping you see like, you know, the Wizard King can be literally anybody. Like he's basically like the Wizard King is in charge of everything. He's the king, but he's also the strongest magic user. So it's like to see the disconnect of the the Wizard King being as far different from all of the people that are like right beneath him as he possibly could be is like, you know, Asta can be the wizard King. Sure. He doesn't have any magic, but like if Julius can be the wizard King, Asta can be the wizard King. And you, you want to see it happen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely, uh, 
it's it's so I mentioned that it takes the bones of Naruto and that there's a lot of things that are I don't want to say stolen from Naruto, but I mean he he was influenced by Naruto a shit ton, but that's one of the things he changed that I really enjoyed that uh, the leader of I, I guess the nation or whatever was just a happy go lucky guy where the first Hokage were introduced to is some crotchety old man who's kind of a dick. <laughs> like let's all let's just say it now. Like the third Hokage was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, I'm just I'm I'm gonna state it now. Like he 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 did his shit, but but also he kind of just left Naruto to to grow up by himself. So you know, take that, you bastard. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I do want to say though, as much as I love this show, and I do love this show, it is not all 100% golden dreams and and great things. There's a lot of stuff in this show that I feel like wasn't done well. And most of it comes with the choice of art style and animation. The staff is very small, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I know there's some fight scenes that were animated by literally one guy just because of there not being too much priority set on Black Clover for some reason. Like, and you can feel it, unfortunately. But there are some situations where the fight scenes are a lot more. I guess you could say blurry. Like they're just like, well, if I have to make this whole thing on my own, I'm gonna make it look as good as I can while only having two days to do it. You, you and you can really feel that. So some of the yeah. fight scenes will look good in a motion sense, but if you pause it for any moment, it will look like the most dog shit, blurry ass thing you'll, you've you've ever seen. And that just kind of you just kind of have to deal with that because when there's three people making an entire episode in like a short period of time. It's it's just unfortunate, you know? Yeah, which that that personally I'm more okay with. As long as everything flows, like I'm I'm not going to be pausing it to look at the still frames. As long as everything flows okay, I'm okay. And and definitely no hate to the staff. I mean, they're mm. just people doing their jobs. I definitely want to direct more hate to uh, Studio Perot for not a lot or whatever production process company is, is fucking this up. Because Black Clover is, like we've talked about, it's got so much good stuff. And if it had the level of animation that even a My Hero has, or like bump it up to something like a Jujutsu Kaisen, give it just really, really good animation, I think it would just, it would be so much more popular than it is. And it's pretty popular, all things considered. Mm -hmm. But it would just be the next big thing if it just had a nicer packaging. Yeah, a good example is, say, uh, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is very much a very, I don't want to say generic shonen, but it's 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 not doing too much of its own thing, really. The premise isn't anything that spectacular, but it's almost just a refinement in how the anime was, was done. It was euphotable, so obviously it's beautiful, and the pacing True. was done very very well at and black clover something we haven't mentioned is the pacing at the beginning of black clover is absolute it's, it's dog almost shit. unbearable i i it was until episode 30 ish to where i really said this is a show worth watching i want to watch the next episode because i mean I agree. geez the first chapter of the manga took five episodes give or take <laughs> something like, like that's that's whew. too much yeah, it's it, it's rough because they just totally messed up the pacing. Like for me, I think I think episode twenty four is about when the 
when the pacing starts becoming like a like a show should be, which really shouldn't happen, especially because the the beginning of Black Clover is probably the most boring part because you know the least about everything. Once it gets later on, you know more about the characters and the magic system and everything, and it makes more sense for the pacing to slow down at that point rather than at the very beginning when there's nothing for you to care about. So I think that if it was paced better and had more priority put on the animation, then I agree. It would definitely be a lot more popular. So no it's doubt. Just, it's just unfortunate that it kind of got shafted like that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, there were plenty of times watching Black Clover where I was um, it later, later episodes where it started an arc or a storyline or something like that. And the pacing would feel really, really slow or like it was about to revert back to early Black Clover. And one thing it kept doing is it would bring you somewhere where you're like, all right, this is a monster of the week thing. What have you? We're going to we're going to take three episodes. We're going to beat up this bad guy and get out of here. And it would turn that into part of the overarching story. And it definitely I think it does that better than most anime that I've seen. So though the pacing was absolute shit in the beginning, I, I think it's damn near perfect now, at least to where I've watched. Yeah, I think I stopped around episode 111. That's about the part that I put it on hold because I figured I just I caught up to it. So I was like, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for it to finish. But yeah, the pacing has really found its place and knows and knows what it wants to do. And we're at a point where you care about these characters. They're like we talked about. They're so well written that even if the pacing slows down a bit, as long as you get the characters you care about and you're invested in what's going on, you can sit through a little bit of slow pacing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost welcomed in some spots, you know, what some people might consider slow pacing. A person who's invested in these characters would consider just expose, you know, more time with the characters. You get to see more about who they are as a person, not just who they are when they battle. Mm hmm. Like at the beginning, I could not give give a flying fuck about Finral. I mm -mm. yeah, not, exactly. At the beginning, I magma. was like, no, fuck. I hated fuck that magma, dude. Guy. I hated magma. <laughs> but now it's gotten farther along, and you like you get you get Finral's backstory, and you see the rivalry with his brother, and you're just like, you're so invested. Even if he's even if Finral's your least favorite character in the group, which he might be for me, when I seen his backstory. I still cared because I, I know this group of characters and I want Fenrir to succeed, even if he's not my favorite. And seeing his backstory actually got me touched in the moment that his brother started being a total piece of shit. And then that scene happened where freaking Magma, Luck, and Asta all freaking like blasted across the scene and like all almost like basically just almost took this guy out all in a split second. I was so hyped. I got chills down my spine and I was just like freaking sat up and out of my bed. I was like fuck yeah beat the shit out of that dumb loser i hate him it was great <laughs> dude i know i i definitely feel you it has a way of taking like i was saying earlier taking these characters who you look at immediately and you're like they're dumb this is stupid why do i i don't i hate this guy and then by the end of it like you're invested um i don't know if you've necessarily gotten far enough but um oh what the hell's his name the goth dude the goth dude what's his name Wait, which one? The guy who whispers all the time? Yes. I said it earlier, uh, now I cannot remember it. Gordon? Gordon, that's it. I didn't like it. I thought Gordon was just weird. I thought he was just a weird throwaway character who's just part <laughs> of the Bulls. And at least to where I'm up to now, 
I actually really like him. Like he's Dude, still he's weird great. and he's still kind of uncomfortable. But when you start peeling back, like who he actually is, instead of just this guy who whispers, like he's pretty neat. He, he's it's he's a worthwhile he character. Loves, he loves everyone's black bulls, and I think that's what really does it. Because sure, it's creepy. He's 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 like he's he's a goth dude who never says he's always there. He's just always around, no matter where you go, and he's just whispers constantly and talks to himself. He is creepy. He's weird. But the fact that when you decide to like listen to his whispering and hear what he's talking about, he's just like, "Oh, Asta's my best friend. I, I'm so happy that we get to spend time here together." It's like, ah, oh, he's just he just he just loves everybody. It's great. He, I freaking love him, dude. Dude, he's the most wholesome character in anime. Like, 100%. He has not a mean bone in his body. Oh, it's so good, dude. Freaking dude, love Gordon, I, man. I feel you, but, like, characters who you just look at and never think you would give a damn about, you're into. And even I, Gosh. So I, I still hate Gosh. It's just it's I was about to say, complex. he's the one that I still cannot, can't, can't fall in love with. He's... He's a piece of shit. I know. <laughs> I like it's him. weird, man. Like sister complex, pedophiliac, weirdness. Like he always the, the nose bleeds every time he sees his sister's <laughs> face, it kills me. But I will admit that the, there are times, especially after like a few of his arcs or where he plays a, a vital role in a battle or what have you, where I I forget that I hate him that much and I'm like, I think I like Gosh. And then immediately he goes he back, you know, when the fight's over. Around. Yeah, he's still <laughs> he's still sister complex guy. And he reminds me that, oh, that's why I can't hate him. But for those few moments, for those episodes, I liked Gosh. I liked a guy who I absolutely despise. The show mm-hmm. made me do that. I'm the same way. And it's so interesting because that never happens. Pretty much if I hate a character... I hate a character, and if I hate them for so long, I'm never going to feel a situation where I'm like, oh, I kind of like this person. Most of the time, it'll be like, you're not completely horrible in this moment, but then you'll go right back to it. But no, gosh, every now and then, uh, when, like you said, I think it was the arc when when he really plays a big role for the first time, the one in that ice cave uh, with all the kids that got stolen, right? Yes, yeah, because they were his sister's friends. Mm -hmm. That was the first time when I ever realized, wait a minute, I can like him sometimes. And it was, it was a weird experience because I didn't want, I didn't want to like him at that time because he was just a weird, creepy piece of garbage the whole, the whole time up to that point. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting, interesting thing how it, Black Clover works with its characters for sure. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And honestly, Gosh's magic is, is freaking cool, man. Mirror magic, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I don't know why he has the mirror Sharingan. Uh, that's kind of unexplained, but uh, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was touched that. upon, but it's been a while since either of us have actually watched Black Clover, so I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a good idea to uh, remind myself a little bit more about the show before doing this, but uh, whatever. We're doing great. I mean, uh, we're not really going into details, and we know why we love the show. I mean, it's it's carved a special place in my heart i don't necessarily want to speak for you but i think you're on the same wavelength as me oh for sure it's a it's a really good really good tropey shonen it's like it's not doing anything necessarily new it's just doing especially character wise it's doing things so well it's like noel is the most stereotypical sundere you will ever find in any anime yet you start peeling back the onion and she's a really good character 
Yeah, I fucking love Noelle, dude. Oh my word, she's she's such a good and it, even the my problem with calling her a tsundere is at the be is that yes, at the beginning she is straight up the most stereotypical tsundere you can imagine, but as the show goes along, it's I'm hesitant to, I'm hesitant to even call her a tsundere because she becomes just so much of a real character that it goes so far beyond that archetype that i don't even i don't even want to classify her as that in the later part of the part of the show and that's what we call character progression around here hell yeah baby let's go hell yeah dude it's just it's it's really really cool man i mean and i i think the characters are really like the absolute best part of the show because the i mean we touched on it but some of the animation some of the art style like the the way they do the shadow on the chin kills me sky i can't lie to you homie like it, it, that's that almost made <laughs> the, me turn the, it the off lines. after the first episode <laughs> the, the, the thick lines underneath the necks the dude thick lines man it's okay if you use it sometimes a lot of anime use it occasionally but every scene it doesn't look like a shadow it looks like a bunch of thick lines it's terrible <laughs> i hate it and another scene that really, really stood out to me that pissed me off so bad as far as, like, animation and, and art style goes. So do you remember when, a quick, I guess this is a little bit more spoilery than what we've gone into, so if you are if you haven't watched some Black Clover, I'd say skip ahead a few minutes, but, um, Sky, do you remember that scene where uh, Fuegoleon comes back after being, have you gotten mm, that? Yes. Please tell me you've gotten that far. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I wanted to, I, I was going to bring him up, so let's just, uh, we can keep going, yes. Yeah, okay, and the scene where he comes back, and he has freaking Salamander, and it's such an epic moment, and they give you a pretty much still frame of him drawn by, it looks like drawn by a 15-year-old who's just started taking art lessons, and it's just kind of slowly moving up and down. It's like you could have taken this epic moment and drawn this badass dragon and this cool, amazing, stoic character that we all love riding him into battle. And it could have had flames and it could have just made it could have sent such such a message with nothing but visuals. And instead we get a fucking fridge drawing slapped onto the screen and it's like, yeah, you know, whatever, man. It was one of the most disappointing moments of the show because, like, I'm not sure. I'm sure some people thought he was dead, but, like, you you didn't really th- – you're like, you know he's coming back because I feel like it would have shown him actually die. He's such a awesome character that it's kind of like you almost just, like, deep within your soul hoped he would come back. Yeah, they're and not going to kill him off To see him screen. come back in the lamest way possible was like – oh, it was so it was so disappointing. You're like – Rather than just being like, hell yeah, Fuegolion's back, let's go. You're kind of like, yeah, Yeah. I'm so glad he's back. (laughs) Because you you are, but it's like, it's so disappointing. Like you said, it was not, it was such a lame re-entrance. He's just kind of like, basically just here again. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's just (laughs) shitty line work on the drawing. It's just, here's Fuegolion. And again, I don't blame the staff, because it's like, all right, what are we going to animate? Him flying into battle or him battling? We're going to animate him battling, but like, come on, Perot, give, give, give him just a few more thousand dollars so they can do that epic moment. And then, you know what? Next thing you know, it's trending on anime Twitter because it's so fucking badass. 
<laughs> so disappointing. But yeah, so not only Fuegoleon, uh, I want to talk about that family as a whole, the Vermilions, dude. Yes. Dude, they're so good. Of the characters that are not really that important, I mean, they're important, but they're not main characters. They don't sure. get that much screen time throughout the show because they're not part of the Black Bulls. Yeah. They're all so freaking fantastic, dude. We get we get a lot of time with, um, well, not not too much, but once it gets later on, we get, um, what's her name? Mary Leona? Mary Leona is the most badass chick I have ever seen be alive just exist she's so cool she's literally the biggest chad of the entire show and you got characters like freaking yami and julius like that says something dude yami ain't got shit on mario leona and that's (laughs) another thing that black clover does well exceptionally well it's female characters are amazing especially for shonen anime it's it's the top dollar s tier as far as female show female battle shonen goes and i've seen claymore that's all that's all ladies kicking ass and i think black clover does it does it just so much better we we mentioned noel and mario leona like they're just they're two strong powerful women and i noel has her own problems i don't think mario leona has a goddamn problem besides <laughs> people not being strong enough for her to fight but they're done well and they're a plenty there's a lot of them I agree. I mean, there are some. There are some characters that are a little bit not necessarily great. Uh, like uh, another Vermilion, actually, um, Mimosa. She's not great. She's, she's not basically amazing. just an anime. She's an anime girl. I mean, that's about what she is. But it's, like to see just one character of basically basically all of the female characters in the show. That's like a normal a normal anime girl it's that's okay you kind of you kind of need that a little bit just kind of like balance it out but then all of the rest of them are just like fantastic yeah and even I, charmy even charmy's pretty good <laughs> i was i was hoping you i was waiting for you to say something about charmy <laughs> <laughs> i mean dude, you brought up you brought up noel i needed to bring up charmy i love charmy dude i think she's great as far as a character who like we said is kind of there just to be a cliche I think she's one of the best. Yeah, she just like mm-hmm. she's the glutton. She loves to eat. And she does that well, but she's a sweet girl and I guess the one downside to Black Clover as far as their female characters go is they do all have a crush on somebody, which is except Maria Leona. But even that, like I love seeing Charmy interact with Yuno because she has a crush on him. It's like he's the only person she'll give food to. It's so adorable. <laughs> That's actually great. I completely forgot about that. Oh my word! Yeah, pretty much any time Charmy and Yuno are in the same like vicinity, it becomes the most fun thing to watch, literally ever. Partially because Yuno and Charmy could not be farther apart from in personalities; they could not be more different. Oh no, oh, you're great. right, dude. Charmy's bubbly and happy and smiley, and Yuno is deadpan, fucking bitch face, <laughs> stoic badass. <laughs> Yeah, man, and like you were saying, that the characters are the best part of the show. I have to agree, and considering the fact that we've talked more about the characters than probably anything else, it this says is true. a lot. The characters, this is true. The characters are great. Like you can't talk about Black Clover and ignore the characters. Like you really can't. It's no. the characters make the show. Like most shonen, but they just they're done so well in Black Clover. They're 
all the characters, you know, have something that you can like about them rather than just, you know, you have a, a core group of five and everybody else is, is just there. No, I think if you said anybody from Black Clover was your favorite character, I, I would be, I would at least hear you out and, and respect it instead of being like, really, Not what anybody. the fuck there's, is wrong with you? There's one character, there's one character that I would, that I would have a problem with. What's his fucking name? He's, uh, it's that fucking bastard who shows up all the time. Who's, oh, I, okay, no, troll. see, I love hoo-ha guy. <laughs> Okay, if you said who no, Haga was your favorite character, I would respect that with my entire heart. Dude, what? I mean, I get it, but he's like the most, like the least important character in the entire show, and he's just a piece of shit. Dude, I love him though. He just shows up, goes hoo ha, and dips, <laughs> gets into some shenanigans, whatever. <laughs> And the oh my word, the amount of times that he just ends up getting annihilated by Yami is so good, dude. It's classic, man. It's I didn't Poor even realize, but he's the guy who got beat up by Austin the first round of the uh, Magic Knights entrance. Yeah, thing. you didn't know that. I I didn't realize it for a long time. I just like who's this guy showing up saying hoo ha, and then I think it gave a little flashback when he was in a trauma moment, and I'm like, oh and yeah, like, oh nice. <laughs> no, I think that's why I hated him so much at the beginning, because at first he was just, you know, a total piece of shit, and then he gets slapped by Asta, I'm like, okay, there we go, I hate this guy, never gonna see him again, he's the one-off dude who just gets annihilated to show that the main character's got potential, and then he shows up again, <laughs> and then yeah. he shows up again, I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're making him a recurring character, why? It's just that ridiculousness, man. It's I love it. Black Clover doesn't take itself too seriously a lot of the times. It knows that he's a goof, it. and it's like, all right, we're going to have some fucking fun with this. Mm-hmm. Teleporting him into freaking Yami's shit-taking time. Oh, <laughs> that's always great. Doesn't all that happen time. like three times? <laughs> it, dude, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it happens to him a few times. I know it happens. <laughs> people just keep popping in on Yami taking a shit, which is fair, because... <laughs> He's taking his shit all a lot, but you know, I get him, man. It's the only time, ideally, that you can sit down somewhere and nobody will bother you, especially in they don't have cell phones. He is all alone, and to have somebody pop out of the floor, I'd be just as mad. I don't blame him. <laughs> Dude, it's great. Well, while we're talking about uh, favorite characters, before we uh, wrap this up, uh, what what is your favorite character in the show? That's a tough one, man. Um, I've it's been a while <laughs> since I've watched it, so I don't really have any recency bias. I, I think overall character might be Yami. All thing mostly because he's daddy, and I am in love with him. But like, yeah, I think Yami is just everything I want in an anime character. He's badass. He carries a katana. He's just he he exudes man, and I mean those shoulders, dude. Damn. Oh, shoulders, um, dude. Oh. But I've definitely fall. I, I've taken a big liking to Zora. Maybe it's just because he looks like Hisoka, but I like his character. I like him and Asta's interactions. How he's just always shitting on Asta, calling him a dumbass and stuff. But in a in a friendly way, kind of. I kind like him, <laughs> and I think uh, my my number one waifu is definitely Charmy. I love Charmy with all my heart, even though she's kind of a joke character. Like, yeah, she she's amazing. It's understandable. I'm actually, it might be cheating because she is my waifu, but I think I have to go with Noelle on this one for favorite character because her arc 
is so good. How she changes from the first moment you see her to being just like just a bitch until like the one of the most developed characters in the show and you see her past, her struggles, how her yes, she has feelings for Asta and it's kind of cliche, but it's it's I don't know, it's really cute to see her her little rivalry with her cousin who's also got a crush on Asta and just how she goes about being friends with all of the characters in in the black bulls and she's just she's just a great girl dude i freaking love her the way her she's written and her dynamic with her family is a really powerful like thing the show added in everybody in her family is just relentlessly just evil to her and i i I know my partner definitely she related to that in the fact that she she hasn't had the best relationship with all of her family so that if coming from her perspective like noelle's relationship and her dealings and the way she dealt with that were were very helpful to her you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah noelle's it's really great uh because it goes it goes so in depth on really really showing her just everything that she's gone through and how the first time you like we were talking about earlier the first time that you see the the nobles uh like three members of her family are also present and they're treating her just as not even just as bad worse as much as everyone else is treating all of these poor people in the room horribly her family doubles down and treats her like worse garbage than all of the other people even though she is a noble and she's like she's she's their freaking sister and they treat her worse and that that really like sets in stone how how horrible all of this is and you really like notice you're like oh man yeah i can see that everyone's being a piece of shit to asta and and magnus but then you see how they're treating her and you're just like this is really fucked up i hate this and as it goes along you see it slowly getting broken down while these characters her siblings still being as garbage to her as they possibly can and when she finally steps up puts them in their place and just like completely proves herself oh it's so powerful Dude, it really is, and um, it makes sense why she has the Sundere personality. It it comes from being defensive from people who are supposed to love you unconditionally and instead decide to torture you, and with the loss of her mother being the one person she could connect to, she developed that edgy outward personality to where I don't let anybody in, and you get to see her interact with the Black Bulls, and she slowly starts breaking down her walls while still keeping pieces of her it's like you know it it goes from her saying you know i'm a noble i'm too good for that to her helping somebody and saying i'm a noble it's just what we do Mm -hmm. it's still noel but it's it's nicer healed happy noel yeah she stays who she is at her core but transforms as a person to being someone that before you might not want to be around and avoid uh to someone that you really want to be around and you never want to like stop hanging out with her so it's it's real. great character development and it's great to see that in a female in a shonen dude for real like one of my favorite scenes with her is um later in the show when she's in the hot springs with Mario Leona and they're just talking about her mom it's like ah oh, you know cuz Noelle's kind of she didn't get the longest relationship with her mom she's only like 14 or something so to be able to hear somebody speak about your your parent who you don't get to unfortunately don't get to interact with anymore hearing stories about her her mom and how much her mom loved her and stuff from a respected powerful warrior it was like oh dude that 
I'm all right. I'm gonna cry right now, and I don't want anybody to say anything about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I mean, it's it's really hard to like wrap up a discussion about characters because they they really are they really are so good. You can you can pretty much have a full blown discussion about every character in the show as yeah. long as they've had at least five minutes of screen time. That this Some is of them true. Even less. Yeah, I know. I've been kind of taking the opportunity to. <laughs> to talk about each individual character um so i apologize for that i like to talk no you're good i was getting nervous that we wouldn't touch on some of them because like i mean because you can talk about one of them for so long that it's too easy to not talk about the rest of them no dude you're right and especially if we were more fresh and you've even got um you've got the end of an arc coming up uh jeez, like 10 you got like 10 episodes left of the arc they're currently in so it's it's cool man it's just every like you said everybody shines has their time to shine and is a worthwhile character there are no legitimate throwaway characters even hoo-ha guy is there and you know he might not have development or anything but he's cool he's worthwhile he's funny i just remembered his name it's seke seke Seke, I just remembered his name. I'm positive that's what it is. But who ha guy <laughs> is better. Guy. <laughs> it's, see, but that's the thing. If you say who, you know, uh, I like Seke, and people are going to be like, like who? who the fuck is that? If you say who ha guy, everybody knows who you're talking about. <laughs> like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, I think that, that about uh, wraps it up. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on in Black Clover before we uh, finish up? I mean, not necessarily in depth. I like the power system. Um, I don't think it's doing anything necessarily phenomenal, but it's a good power system. It's solid. It has just enough rules to be fun and not enough rules to be constricting. And uh, I think the plot is fine. Again, it's not the most. It's not Attack on Titan by any means, but I do like the fact that you think that it's kind of a monster of the week style arc and it turns out to be part of the overarching plot i think it does that really well and it it has a little you know it has the best of both worlds because the monster of the week can be fun but it can definitely be overwhelming but when that monster of the week has ties to the to the big bad all right now we're talking mm, yeah 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 and about the power system it really is a very generic uh elemental magic system on the surface level but as it goes through yeah it becomes it becomes really interesting uh, i i watched a video by i think it was too spooky on youtube where he just kind of like broke down every single power system in black clover and it was mind-blowing how many like well not power system how many different elements there are and it was mind-blowing how many different elements in this one singular magic system there are and some of them that don't even make any sense but it's like hey that's cool i don't give a shit if i see it one time that's all that matters and uh, yeah i recommend looking up that video because two spooky's got some good good power system uh explanations uh for shonen battle series i'll have to check that out but it definitely does a good job of leaving it doesn't put restrictions on itself to where it has to either um either ignore or like um i can't think of the word right now but like change its universe and change its power system later on mm. it uh it it knows it wants to be fun and have a lot of different options it says these things are available and most things they, they, like i said just not a lot of restrictions which restrictions can be good it keeps things from getting dragon ball z to where it's like your power levels 2,387 oh no but 
too many restrictions turn into like i said uh you got you got to really fuck with your own story later on if you want to do more more exciting stuff mm-hmm. i mean it does go a little bit extreme i think julius is a little much <laughs> with, sure. with his abilities <laughs> but at the same time like i don't care how i got it i'm happy that i got rill and his paint magic i think that's a really really freaking cool oh, idea it was executed well and in a tighter power system, it wouldn't have been possible. And it, and it leads to one of the most freaking dope fights in the entire freaking show. Oh, yeah. That was actually visually, it might have been all over the place in terms of like the amount of like coherency there was to it. But the frames, yeah. there were so many frames. Oh, yeah. That's one of those fights that you don't want to pause for sure. But like watching it go, it... It flowed really well, and that's why I will give credit where credit's due. When Studio Perot wants their animation to flow, it flows like a freaking river. It's beautiful. Um, I just wish they'd do that more consistently. Yeah, but because of, like, budgetary constraints, I think it's kind of like you have to be like, well, if I have to suffer through some bad still frames and conversations in order to get this, Maybe I'm okay with it because <laughs> yeah. that that was that was great. Yeah, but uh, in my conclusion, check out Black Clover if you haven't already. Honestly, if you like shonen anime, uh, the start it, it takes a little bit to get into it. The pacing's rough in the beginning. I I hate JoJo part skippers, but if you gotta watch like a synopsis of the first twenty episodes just to get through that, I, I honestly do it. The show has. It has heart. It's fucking worth watching. Don't write it off. Mm, I'm not even a manga reader, but I would say if you want to watch Black Clover, but you don't want to sit through the first 20 episodes that take so long, maybe look up how how much of the manga you have to read before you get to that point, because that might be a better way to do it, because like, the manga's pacing is so much better, you probably won't have to read more than a couple chapters before you jump into the anime where the pacing is good. It's truth, and I've seen a couple uh, couple panels of the manga, and I've heard other people talk about it, but the artwork in that manga is so good. It is just top tier. I mean, he, it, oh man, oomph. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, th- I think that, uh, that about wraps up this episode. Um, Earthworm, where can people find you? Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, what are the other ones? Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. I forgot iHeartRadio was a thing until I started I the podcast, but we're on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sir, throw up that search bar, Anime Brothers Podcast. Um, check us out. Me and JD, we do a new episode every week, talking often shown and stuff. This year, we've been busting out those anime reviews, but uh, we do have a lot of like, you know, I don't know, best characters in anime type type stuff too so please if you don't already i know we share a lot of listeners um but if you don't already please come check us out yeah they're great hit them up so i uh, th- yeah i think that wraps it up uh thank you so much for coming on with me today earth oh of course man thanks for thanks for inviting me this was a lot of fun and i'm finally happy i get to talk uh, about black clover on mic it's been too damn long <laughs> hell yeah so uh yeah feel free to check out uh my discord the talking anime discord and obviously earthworms discord over at anime brothers uh we'd love to see you both here and there and um i think we'll uh, catch you guys in the next one uh bye guys goodbye everybody